Hello and welcome to the Yarniacs podcast. This is episode 87, which we are recording on a Monday, April 27th, 2015. I'm Gail. And I'm Charlene. And we had to switch days this week because I have our three-day training event that I <laughs> facilitate every other month, which gives me a lot of knitting time. Yay but, for knitting time. Yeah, yay for knitting time, but it also comes with a lot of stress. So I was really looking mm -hmm. forward to recording today because it's like <laughs> downtime in the middle of the yeah. day. Yeah, yeah. So what are you wearing today, Charlene? I am wearing my wonderful Chance of Showers sweater, which you heard about in one of the previous episodes, just a couple episodes ago. I finished this just last, no, this month, April 4th, 2015. I've actually had the pattern in my library since it came out, which was July of 2013. It was given to me by Nitty Barb as a birthday present Aww. way back then. And it took me that long to get it because, you know, or took me to that long it. to knit it because I had to find the perfect yarn, match up the perfect yarn, and then get it going. And I'm so glad I did That's because beautiful. I absolutely love this sweater. Gail and I took some finished object photos last weekend at the knockers retreat and i've recently added some new photos or these photos to my project page so that the project page for this is all updated and it is just a wonderful sweater i love it very much and such a beautiful color it's very springy as the name implies chance of showers it really is a perfect sweater for spring i put it on this morning and i've been wearing it around and it's it's not a cold day. It's not a super hot day. It's it's in the low 80s at my house. Yeah. It got really warm. <laughs> okay, so it is warm. My house has not, my house generally stays cool. So indoors, I can get away with wearing a little lightweight sweater. I love it. It was cute when we were doing introductions at the retreat last weekend. Someone in the crowd said, Charlene, what are you wearing? <laughs> and she was wearing that sweater. And someone in the group said, Oh, is that Madeline Tosh Coquette? And it's not. It's Neighborhood Fiber Company, and I can't remember the name of the colorway, but it's stunning. And I actually said, no, it's even prettier than Madeline Tosh Coquette, <laughs> and everybody agreed. It just has a little bit more depth to it. It is Neighborhood Fiber Company in Charles Village, which oh. is a vibrant pink. Yeah, it's very... Tonal pink, I should yeah. say. Very Similar nice. to Madeline Tosh Coquette, obviously, and also similar to Kim in Western Sky Knit, her Dianth colorway. Mm -hmm. It is. They're all very similar yes. to one another. They're all just stunning. So, Gail, what are you wearing? I was having a bad hair day, so I am wearing a hat. <laughs> it was chilly at my house kind of this morning, and I started out... I'm wearing leggings and a long-sleeved black t-shirt with my floral opulence tank that I knit tunic length over the top with the Bad Hair Day hat. So <laughs> floral op opulence, which is a pattern by Rosalind Young, and I love this tunic. It is so darn cute, and this is probably only the third time I've worn it because it's that changing of the seasons in Santa Cruz mm -hmm. where it starts out kind of chilly and then it gets pretty warm. So as soon as I walked out the door, I regretted my choice because why am I wearing a long sleeve black shirt underneath this thing and a hat? Because like I said, it's in the low 80s at my house, but it's perfect at Charlene's house. And my floral opulence, I knit with Knit Picks Comfy Sport, which is their cotton blend. And I really liked the yarn. It wasn't uncomfortable to knit with like most cottons are to a lot of people. And I really liked the results of yarn and pattern. It's just a really nice 
tank top. It's very it cute. It was a fun knit too. And my hat is the Nori by Gudrun Johnston, which I knit this a really long time ago and I wear it several times a week, but you don't know that because I usually actually wear it when I go running. It is knit in hand spun from my amazing friend Louise who lives in France. And I love this hat. It is hand spun and Charlene can correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure it's pink, orange, and yellowish mm -hmm. stripes. Yes. And it's a really cute and fun hat. And it's the perfect, it has a little bit of lace in it, and it's kind of that perfect hat where because of the lace, it kind of lets out the steam of your head, so to speak, <laughs> so it doesn't overheat your head. And I just love this hat. I pull it on whenever I'm cold and running around, you know, dashing out the door to pick up a kid or whatever. This is my go-to hat. And I was going to wear one of my other hats, and I opened my little drawer, little that has all of my cowls and hats in it, and I was rummaging through in my mitts. My hats are gone. I don't know where my hats are. There was one hat in the drawer amidst all of the cowls and mitts, and I, you know, scrambled around and dumped it out and looked through it. I'm missing like three or four hats. Hmm. It's the weirdest thing. I have no idea where they are. Hmm. So that's a mystery I must solve before the next episode. I don't know where my darned hats are. So that's why I picked up the Nori, but it's a great pattern as well. So that's what I'm wearing. What have you been stocking? Well, I'm really only stocking one thing this week. And once again, it's something that I saw in person because the project pictures didn't do anything for me. But when I saw the sweater in person, I fell in love with it. And the sweater is called Dark Pearl. It's a pattern by Carol Feller. And it was published in June of 2014, so last summer. And it is a fingering white sweater, so you can wear it warmer, warmer weather. I saw this sweater in person at the retreat last weekend. And Suzanne was wearing it on Saturday night. And the great thing about this design aside from the fact that it looked fabulous on her absolutely it really did uh, there were several of us who were like "Ooh, what is yes, that sweater exactly. it's so pretty but the really fun thing for me was that several people came over to me during that evening and told me i should make that sweater because it's totally my style and oh, would look great nice. on me <laughs> so not only am i stocking it for myself but some friends were stocking it for on me your behalf. as well. I yes, love it. which I love. So I will always remember that. Now I have to make this sweater. Yep. Dark Pearl is a fingering weight cardigan with somewhat asymmetrical fronts. And I don't think I usually go for asymmetrical. I can't think of another sweater that I've made that is buttoned so far to the left like this one is. But I really like it. It has two, as I said, asymmetrical fronts. One front is larger than the other. The larger right front consists of a lacy panel. So it looks like there are probably short rows added in there to make it longer than the left front. Because when you button it all up, you get these fabric ruching, you get a fabric ruching effect on the top area where it's buttoned. It's only buttoned in the pictures, three top buttons, but the fabric in that area is all ruched. So close to a neckline, it creates like a ruched neckline. And I'm not sure about the sizing on this one. It says there should be 
a bit of positive ease on it. So I'm going to have to see if I have enough of something in stash. I tend to have a lot of fingering weight yarn, but I think I must have something. It's really cute. I like it a lot. <laughs> it was really pretty. And it's, really, I really think pretty. it's something I could wear all year round because it's fingering weight too. Yeah, so around here. another bonus. And you can use fun buttons on it as well. How about you? What are you stocking? So I'm also stocking something from the treat and something that was knit by Suzanne. So oh, really? Same one, <laughs> yes. So we had a very, very informal try it on kind of what are you wearing on Saturday evening. And a lot of people brought in knits that they had knit that they let other people try on and look at, etc. And Suzanne brought her Polly, which is a cardigan by Isabel Kramer. It is a free pattern on Ravelry. This sweater had been in my queue for the longest time. And when I cleaned my queue at the beginning of the year, I took it out. And I don't know why I took it out because it's just the kind of cardigan I would love. It has, it's knit and fingering weight. It has stripes. It has a little shawl collar. And that's kind of the recipe for me to be happy with a sweater. So <laughs> why did I take it out of my queue? I don't really remember. But Suzanne's version was so pretty and so perfectly knit. Her attention to detail is phenomenal and the sweater was just stunning and I was sitting there looking at it watching people try it on thinking well I have this yarn and I have this yarn and mm -hmm. I have this yarn and will this work and will that work and when I got home pawed through my stash a bit and I don't know if I have enough gray to make it the main color in the color blocking and striping I want to use so I'm at that point in the stocking where I'm you know, going through all the scenarios in my mm -hmm. mind of, okay, which yarn might I be able to use? And do I want to break up that sweater quantity right. to do this or, you know, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. So that is Polly by Isabel Kramer. And it's just a very simple, cute cardigan. Buttons up the front and has just a lower cut V-neck because of the shawl collar. And the shawl collar is just a tiny shawl collar. It's not a big drapey one so and also my friend Sarah a spell of winter she knit one recently and hers is really pretty it's blue and I think her stripes are purple or a different blue and I think she may have dyed that yarn herself as well so two inspirations for that sweater and the other thing I'm stocking and some of you are gonna laugh I want to knit myself a pair of knee highs <laughs> and see Charlene chuckled <clears throat> so after the last episode I was so excited about having knit myself a pair of socks. And I said on the podcast something about knitting knee highs, but that was just a ridiculous thing to think. Well, the more I think well, about I'm it. Not, I'm not laughing because you want to knit knee highs. I'm laughing because you seem to think it's ridiculous. Well, I and think, I'm not sure why you think it's ridiculous. Knee highs are perfectly acceptable socks. They're cute. They're Well, and I guess the reason I'm laughing is because a lot of people, I think, like Yelena, who recently finished a pair of knee highs and she knit them with the self-striping yarn that's like the Burberry colors and she's rocking them in high heels and a mini skirt and when I said to a couple people that I wanted to knit knee highs they were like oh like Elena's <laughs> like no 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 I want to knit you know like pink and purple self-striping knee highs that I wear around the house in my pajamas <laughs> you know <laughs> totally a different kind of knee high than I think oh, most people okay. think when they think socks but there's the cutest pattern ever called Little Cable Knee Highs, which is a free pattern by Pearl Soho. And they're just super simple, fingering weight, knee-high socks. And there's just a little detail of a cable up the very back of the nice. leg. 
But my problem is I don't want to knit fingering weight knee highs because oh, okay. I really like the sport weight. I was going to mm-hmm. say sock weight. Sport weight mm-hmm. socks that I just knit. They're the perfect weight so that they feel substantial enough. One of my concerns about fingering weight socks has always been that I don't think they'd last on my feet because and I'm, it's probably just a misconception, but to me it feels like the fabric I don't mean thin in terms of loosely knit. I mean thin in terms of there's not much fabric between your foot and your shoe or your foot and the floor versus I usually wear running socks that are very thick soled because that's the kind I like. So there's a lot of fabric there and I still, my heels get worn. So the idea of knitting fingering weight knee highs to wear around the house seems like a short-lived idea. Like they wouldn't (laughs) last very long. So sport weight. So sport weight. So Mm -hmm. of course I've been stocking sport weight self-striping yarns Mm -hmm. and there are very few available, but I'm also not supposed to be buying yarn this quarter. (laughs) So my game plan right now is to be patient, see if I still want to knit them at the end of the quarter. And if I do, then I can buy yarn for myself to knit knee high socks at the end of the quarter. Okay. So that's my plan. We'll see if the you know how sometimes I have all these these ideas that are kind of hormonal, hormonally driven. I get these, I'm serious. Oh, I must do this. I must do this. And then the hormones fluctuate. And oh, what was I thinking? Why did I want to do that? So we'll see. But those are the only two things I'm stocking. Okay. The poly sweater and knee-high socks. Yeah, we've had a busy, busy two weeks. So we haven't had much time to stock. Yeah, between the retreat. And it's that school time of year for my children. And I think Charlene's as well. Max is in the band. And he's on the track team. So we have a track meet every week that's in the hot blazing sun, 30 minutes away. And then he had a concert last week and a music festival every weekend for like four weeks. And Josie's first derby game was yesterday. <laughs> so we got to we had had to drive to San Jose. It was about a 45 minute drive or so, but it was amazing. It was so much fun to watch her play roller derby, nice. like a real game. So, But it's that time of year when all those things are happening. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. So, not as much stocking. But what have you been <laughs> knitting? Well, my main project that I cast on right before the retreat is the Mia Tank. That is by Jennifer Wood and was published just last month in the latest spring-summer knitting magazine. So it's a free pattern at Knitty Magazine. And... I, I, like I said, I had gotten this on the needles and I knit as far as the arm. So I got the armholes knit before the retreat so that by the retreat time, all I was doing was going round and round and increasing every few rows or so. So it was perfect retreat knitting. And I am almost done with it. I guess I got a lot more done than I realized I did when I when I was at the retreat because I came home, I knit for a few days and the only thing I have left to do on it is a crochet edging. And it was really funny because I had the pattern and I thought that I had finished it. And I looked at it and I was trying it on, was very happy with it, but I kept thinking, oh, the edges are unfinished. It needs some crochet edging around the neckline and the arms to finish it and then I thought okay I'll put I'll put that on the back burner and I'll do that at some point and I was picking up the pattern last night to look through the pattern and I realized that there actually was an edging written into the pattern but it was 
after the schematic. So oh. I had hit, I had finished the, I had finished the hem of the tank top, saw the page with the schematic, and I thought that was the end of the pattern. Oh. And then fortunately, I picked it up and looked at it, and I saw, oh yes, there is the edging that makes much more sense because it did look like it had an edging in the photos. So I'm very happy. I will be finishing off the arms and the neckline with a simple crochet edging. And I believe it's got a little, some picots in there too, which oh, make me very happy. Yes, I love picot edging. <laughs> so that's almost off the needles. And, and it's I, super cute. She showed it to me when I got here. It's and really it's nice. One, once again, far cuter in person than in the pattern. <laughs> in fact, I hadn't even noticed a lot of the details when I looked at the pattern online, even when I knew Charlene was knitting it and I went and looked at it like curious because, oh, you know, what is she, what exactly is she knitting? I still didn't see some of the details that when she held it up today, I was like, wow, I didn't even notice that. That's really pretty. The pictures are a little, they're a little dark. Well, it's so maybe the, it's hard to see the details. Well, it's the gather in the back. You can see the gather in the back, which is really adorable, mm -hmm. but I didn't, I couldn't see from the pictures and maybe I just wasn't looking carefully enough or maybe I was looking at it in the sun on my yeah, phone. Yeah. But I couldn't tell that there was any texture that comes out from that gather down that goes into the texture along the bottom of the hem. Yeah, you know, I think that happens sometimes. The yarn that she used is flax, flax silk, and only 12% wool, so maybe you don't see the texture as much in photographs in that yarn. Because I really like it. It's a, it's a really nice design element, and yeah, I just didn't really realize cute. it was there. Very, very cute. So I'm very happy with that one. And like I said, that one's almost off the needles, and I knit mine in the Toluca Knits Coronado cotton, which is a fingering weight cotton. It is 100% cotton. Gail used this yarn last year on a, on her Liesel. And I'm really happy with it. It doesn't hurt my hands. I don't know if it's because it's a fingering weight cotton, but I definitely want to use it again. Definitely want to use it again. I think it's going to be really fun to have a couple more knit summer tops out of this yarn. I really like it. And it's very affordable yarn too. It is. It is. And then the second thing that I have on the needles that I also started right before the retreat is the Woodford sweater by Elizabeth Doherty. And the Woodford sweater is a cardigan that has, it's shaped with a lot of ribbing. It's got different, different sizes of ribbing down the arms, down the back, and then a skirt that has a lot of ribbing around it. Really cute, open front. It's got a braid, couple braid details, that one braid detail that goes across the shoulders and one that goes around the waist. So that's the horizontal line. And then below that, that's where the ribbing that I talked about kind of changes and it flares out for more of a, a wider skirt on the very bottom. Very cute. I started this one right before the retreat. Didn't pull it out. I think I pulled it out and worked on it once at the retreat because I wasn't able to get it quite to a place where it was group knitting kind of thing, where I could sit in a yeah. group and knit. 
but I was able to pull it out once, show Elizabeth that I had started it because Elizabeth attended our retreat and had her answer a question for me about row gauge since my row gauge is slightly different. So I, it was oh, great that I was able to get that answered. And I am knitting mine in Tosh Merino Light in Rainwater, which is a beautiful blue-gray tonal. I just fell in love with. Wasn't It was a yarn that I really wasn't planning on purchasing. But when I saw it, I knew it would be great for this sweater. So I just went ahead. I remember it. that. When yeah. You, yep. when it never even, your, yeah, yeah. never even, I don't even think it ever made it to the onto my stash page. <laughs> oh, okay. It just went right to a project page. So very happy with that one as well. So those are the only two things that I've been really working on. How about you? I started the Vinyarnsa Cowl by Shelly Brander, which is a free pattern on Ravelry. I started that right before the retreat. I think I was just starting it the last episode and brought that to the retreat and pretty much knit on it almost exclusively because I was determined to get through one of the color bits that I had left over. So here's, here's what I'm doing for this project. I pulled out all of the fingering weight single ply remnants, leftovers that I had in specific color families, pink, purple, gray, black, and decided, oh, I'm going to knit this really cool cowl that's like color blocked with koigu. So I was just going to substitute my scraps for their koigu. And you cast on 75 stitches and it's all garter stitch. There's not a single pearl stitch. And perhaps my gauge was off. I, of course, didn't do a gauge swatch for something like this. I just decided I'd go for it. But it was so wide that after working on the first bit of it for the first few hours I was knitting it, I realized it's way too wide to be a cowl. So I decided to turn it into a blanket. And that wasn't an original thought because someone on Instagram did that. So my Vinyarnsa cowl is now a Vinyarnsa blanket and mm -hmm. it's almost done. And I knit on it, like it's I said, almost, almost exclusively done? yeah, at the retreat. So a lot of people got to see it and got to watch me be all excited as I was using up some of the colors. I'm like, I can't wait till this colorway is finished. And then, you know, they were watching the, the ball get smaller and smaller and smaller until it was finally gone. And I've been knitting on it almost completely monogamously since the retreat, just because it's so fun and relaxing and you don't have to think. Blankets are great. Oh my I goodness. love knitting blankets. Especially when they're pure garter stitch. Yeah. And Max has been really cute. As I knit it, he pulls on the end that I'm not knitting and uses it as a blanket while I'm knitting the other side of it. And he it said to me... It doesn't even look big enough to do that. Well, it's pretty it's darn stretchy time. because of the garter stitch. I guess so. So basically, you're knitting... You knit a long strip, and then you change colors, and then you pick up along the side and knit some more, and then you pick up along the bottom again and knit some more. So it's kind of like a log cabin that's Boo at the door. Oh. <laughs> Boo's little paws, what right through the crack in the door, nice. let me in. And so kind of log cabin-ish construction mm -hmm. that way. And every time I've changed a color, I have bound off and then picked up stitches to give it more structure and more... Hi, Boo. Can you guys all hear his little bell? He's heading for the felted cat blanket slash bag. <laughs> anyway, like I was saying, I've been binding off and then picking up stitches so that there is some, not rigidity, but some structure. Because if mm -hmm. I, I was going to just, of course, change colors and keep going, but then it would, it would just be this big drapey, no-shaped nightmare. So anyways, Max has been borrowing it as I knit on it. And he was so cute the other night. He said, mommy, will you knit one for me? And I said, 
okay, I'll knit one for you, but let's use a heavier weight yarn. I don't want to use fingering weight. And he said, blues and greens. And I oh, said, any colors point. you want. And he said, maybe we can knit it together. I'll knit some and then you'll knit some. How cute is that? So, of course, I was sucked in. Okay, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When do you want to go yarn shopping? So, yeah, we haven't done that yet. But he was so cute and he was very excited about it and he wants his own. So, we're kind of a blanket cuddly kind of family. So, that will be in my future. So, that's the Vinyarnsa part one. Vinyarnsa part two, the Max version, will be in the future. The other thing that I've been knitting on is my Log Cabin Gentle Along Blanket. And I brought all of the colors with me to the retreat and asked everybody to give me their opinion on what colors I should pair together and got some great feedback and started a square there and finished it like the next day, I think after the retreat. So I have one square that's all retreat knitting <laughs> and that's been my kind of on the go knitting, go, bringing kids here, there and everywhere. So it's a great, you know, just tuck it in your purse, little project. It doesn't mm -hmm. take up much space. And I... Picked literally over the top back up. It's my tank top that I'm working on with my Toluca Knits cotton fingering weight yarn. Pattern by Megan Williams. That's a fabulous pattern. And I only, I did a few inches on it the other day before the blanket became an obsession. So <laughs> <laughs> the blanket Blankets. is almost done. Blankets have a way of becoming obsessions. It's, it's very interesting. Someone on our group, she just posted her Q2 Love Your Stash Goals. And she called herself a serial blanket starter and I said <laughs> I think I might be coming a, be becoming a serial blanket starter so yeah because they kind of suck you in and the last thing that I am going to be working on is Larry's Mischief the cute little capelet that I talked about the last episode patterned by our friend Lori Laura Ballard who is strawberry frog on Ravelry and I said that I have that three-day training course coming up so all things stockinette and garter will be finished during that Perfect. 24 hours sitting in front of my computer, yeah. droning on and on. <laughs> well, I'm not droning. Someone else is teaching it. I just have to be online. So lots of knitting will be done. And speaking of knitting that will be done, have you finished anything? Only one thing, and it was my crochet scrubby that I started last episode to have something to crochet while we were recording. And I finished it. This past weekend, all I had to do was put a little loop on it. It's hanging in my shower now because it's for me. <laughs> Have you finished anything? I just finished that one log cabin square. That's the only thing. I think this is the first episode, and I don't know how long that I haven't really had anything finished to no, talk about. No, finishing a log cabin square definitely counts. Oh, and it counts. I'm not saying it doesn't count, but it's, you know, in the grand scheme of things, it's a I've been devoting a lot of time to this blanket. Yeah. And I think by the time this is done, it's going to be like 1,800 yards wow. of fingering weight scraps because I thought there was a lot less than there really was. Mm -hmm. No, that's only a partial skein. Well, yeah, it's 0.7, <laughs> you know, percent of the skein that you started with. So, mm. yeah, a lot of yarn going in here, but it's delightful. Yay. So we wanted to talk a little bit about the Knockers retreat that happened last weekend, or the weekend before last now. Yeah. That was just so much fun. Absolutely. It was amazing. It was amazing. I have not attended a knitting retreat previously. Yeah, we're and both, it was new for both of us. It was new for both of us, and we were part of a committee that planned this, and our goal was that was going to be a retreat in the true sense of the word retreat. It was a relax and re 
relaxed and restful and knitting, community-oriented, sharing, sitting around and talking type of retreat rather than a classes type event. And it was fabulous. I'd say we were 100% successful with meeting those goals because everybody talked about how much knitting they accomplished Mm -hmm. and there wasn't a single really structured event. You had to go eat meals during the meal time, but the meals were delicious and everybody was just sitting around chatting there as well. So everything was just, we didn't have a single snafu. We didn't have... There wasn't anyone who complained about anything. No, 60 people was, just having a really good time. It was wonderful. We had some activities that you could choose to participate in. There were stitch marker sessions where you could make stitch markers. Saturday evening, we had a little what are you wearing mm-hmm. sharing event where folks could bring out garments or accessories that they have made and share with folks the pattern the yarn and if you wanted let folks try it on which was really fun as you heard Gail and I both have new things that we're stocking yep. that came out of that there was a book exchange a lot of really great books were exchanged and in the spirit of Barb and Tracy of the two knit lit chicks a lot of book talk a lot of folks were sharing great reads with each other we also had a brown yarn. bag of the sock yarn sock swap. yarn swap which was really fun i just posted the yarn that i got through this through the swap on instagram this morning it was a skein of madeline tosh light chartreuse which tosh, i tosh light or tosh merino light tosh light Oh, or, the, the newest. She has a new... No, maybe it's Tosh Marino. Yeah, I think it was. <laughs> um, sorry, I'm confusing the names here. I'll, I'm thinking about the color. The color was fabulous. <laughs> it's chartreuse, and it was really a bright chartreuse, and I loved it. it I, just I don't like know your color. what I'm going to make with it. I have never used this color to make anything for myself. I will probably end up mixing it with something else and using this as a highlight color, but it's a really fun color really fun so I was very happy with that and we had the de-stash and the yarn de-stash yarn de-stash I knew there was yeah, one yarns, more room <laughs> knitting craft related books yarns other notions you know people brought accessories mm-hmm. people brought extra needles that some they weren't us, using some of us brought garments so yeah that's true yep. I brought a few sweaters that were going to be rehomed and if i'm going to rehome them they might as well go to another crafter who can appreciate them and love them and i was so happy to see happy people walking away wearing my sweaters yeah, i cannot that was tell great. you that was so fabulous yep. now i know i'm just going to save them up for next year yeah no kidding <laughs> yeah so those were just the the quote events unquote that there were but it was beautiful weather it was a beautiful location it was much greener than I thought it was going to be given our drought situation. There were beautiful trails, so anybody who wanted to take a walk could take a walk. There was a group hike on Sunday morning. Mm-hmm. Some folks took off and did a little group hike. There were flocks of wild turkeys <laughs> around. Someone said there was a Sasquatch and... sighting. <laughs> <laughs> the turkeys came and strutted their stuff in front of the room, the community room that we had. I saw lots of hummingbirds and quail. 
It was really fun. It was really fun. And just, this is the first weekend I've had, and I don't know how long, where I had literally nothing I had to do. I was in the shower. Mm -hmm. I actually took a short run Saturday morning and was in the shower, standing there thinking, oh my gosh, I am so relaxed. Why don't why don't I feel this relaxed when I go to stitches? And I was thinking, well, because you don't have anything you have to do. Right. There are no children. Yeah. There is no dog. There is no, no chores. husband. There is we no don't have to do laundry. Cooking, cleaning, cook, shopping, clean. nothing. It's all done for you. And you're in the midst of all these other people who are feeling the exact same way. Mm -hmm. And you can sit on your butt and knit all day long. <laughs> and nobody's going to give you a weird look or make you feel like you should be up doing something else or anything. You could, if you wanted to get up and move around, you could. If you didn't, you didn't have to. Oh, and there was a masseuse on site as mm -hmm. well. Some folks took advantage of that and had massages as well. So that was lovely. <laughs> it was, in a word for me, it was blissful because it was just so peaceful and delightful. And Saturday night, I laughed so hard for so long i have not laughed like that well besides kim and heather in the hotel room at stitches that yeah. was a laugh fest as well but it was just so much fun there are two people from our local knitting shop nancy and sarah who i all these years thought were just the nicest sweetest little people and they are but oh my gosh are they funny and i had no <laughs> idea it's like now i know the truth about you two so we just had so much fun and i was actually really did. thinking about it later and I almost feel like I didn't mingle enough because I'd one, I'm an introvert by nature and I was forcing myself to mingle. Like I did sit at a different table every meal and things I, like that. But when I would sit down in one of the groups, I would just start to feel so at home and get, you know, into the conversation. And then I just wouldn't get up and move around, I think. <laughs> so like Saturday night, I was in the middle of the try it on area and it was so overwhelming because everybody was right, literally right in front of me. My chair was right there. And it was loud and people were moving around and it was very... Boisterous. Very. It was, it it was, was a very happy, happy vibe. Yes. But it was overwhelming. We had just given away all the rest of the door prizes too. So there I were was lots coming of down from people. that. Yeah. <laughs> and I was coming down from that. So I took my stuff and I moved myself to the back of the room because it was quieter over there. And I never moved again. I just sat there for hours and hours and hours. And it was so much fun. So I think next year I'm going to have to remember that when I do that, I need to get up and move around a little bit more too. But <laughs> that's how much fun it was is that you didn't matter who you were sitting with, you would just end up in these great conversations about anything and everything. And time would just go on by and you look down and you've knit two inches. And it's like, wow, this is fantastic. I'm knitting and the food is great. The people are great. And the surroundings are great. And it was just really, really, really amazing. It was. And I've heard sentiments expressed similarly from folks who attend other retreats. Our retreat, not unique in that sense. Like, like I said, because I've heard heard sentiments. I just think knitters are fantastic people. Absolutely. And the kindness of knitters, the generosity of knitters, crafters, just blows me away sometimes. I'm happy to be one of the tribe. I am too. <laughs> part of this community and all the people there. Oh my goodness. So 60 of us total, most of whom I had never met before, and just the nicest people I say that every time we're at a, at a knitting event because knitters are just awesome. But thank you so much, everybody, for making it such a fantastic weekend. It was just 
I keep saying the word amazing because that's what I say to everybody who asks me about it. And I was so nervous about it and I was so stressed out about it beforehand that a couple of people were like, so was it okay? Did you have fun? And they were like, you know, kind of cringy. I'm like, oh my gosh, it was so much fun. <laughs> so fantastic. And part of those thank yous, we want to thank our wonderful donors yes. who helped make the event what it was. We had many folks who donated door prizes and prizes for our knitted knockers collection some of which Gail is about to mention. Yes, and I didn't want to just give you guys the entire laundry list of everybody who donated in one episode because that's how many people donated. It's just, again, overwhelming gratitude for our knitting community and all of the people who donated. And Barb and I were in charge of the, the that part of the retreat, and we went about it by saying we only want to solicit prizes and goodie bag things from people we have actually had interactions with. We've used their products, knit with their yarn, knit their designs, etc. because it felt uncomfortable to reach out to people who we hadn't ever, I mean, she and I both are not very good at going and asking for things. So that was a hurdle we had to jump anyways, but almost every single person I contacted very happily said, thank you very much for including me and here you go. And I want to start with the bags because I bought, that's the only thing that I bought from all of these fabulous people who donated coupon codes. I bought a bag from Front Range Bags, who is Nancy, and it's the coolest bag ever. And the other bag person who I have personal interactions with because I've purchased several of her bags is the Silver Shed USA. Both of these are available on Etsy and they're fabulous. They're very well constructed. They have very affordable prices and super, super cute fabrics. And then the other ones who donated were Buffy and Designs and Kicks and Giggles bags, which I had never seen in person before. Fabulous! The Buffy and Designs bags, it has this cool snap closure top and it's made out of almost like a ripcord fabric so that your needles don't puncture it. So very different kind of project bag than anything I've used and it looked really cool. And then Jan Ash, who was one of our attendees, she donated several Erin Lane bags. And Erin Lane I've seen, well actually I have one of her little mini organizers. Really nice quality stuff too. So I highly recommend all five of those bag makers as I've seen them in person and know that they're good quality and would recommend them. So yay, thank you so much to everybody who donated the bags. And the other list of people I wanna thank are the designers who contributed because Oh my goodness gracious, we had a free pattern for every attendee, so in each goodie bag, from Hohi Locatelli, from Megan Williams of the Zombie uh, Stocking at Zombies podcast, from Monica Sierna, who has designed so many beautiful shawls and cowls and hats, yes. etc., and Alana Dacos, who is the author of the Botanical Knit series and Coastal Knits book that she did with Hannah Fettig, and so many beautiful other single patterns, etc., all four of them, free pattern for every single person at the retreat. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and then also from different designers, we got door prizes and discount codes in the goodie bag. So Elizabeth Doherty, who is Bloopy Studios, who Charlene just mentioned she's knitting one of her sweaters, beautiful sweater. She brought um, several of her sweaters for people to try mm -hmm. on, gorgeous work as well as Julia Trice, who is Mind of Winter. She brought many of her sweaters as well. Gorgeous thing. Again, you see them in person and it's like, oh my gosh, her sweater yeah. Reverie 
was just so pretty. And then Long Way From Home, I think, might be the other one that she was wearing it on Saturday. And I kept mm. thinking, that is so pretty. Mm-hmm. And also in attendance was Anne Lena Madison, who is also a fabulous designer. She brought a lot of her shawls, her mm-hmm. swirl skirt, some of a swirl sweater, a lot of beautiful patterns that she brought that people were trying on and passing around and it was very funny to watch people you know pull on a skirt as they're standing around Saturday night it was just like you know like a mass tr- dressing Try room on, kind of thing yeah. it was very it was cute so fun. and those were the designers who were actually there so Elizabeth Julia and Ann Lena and other designers who contributed were Vera Valimaki, Justina Lorkowska, Jennifer Weissman and Brenda Castile all gave us coupon codes and door prizes and coupon codes also from Yelena Malcolm, Y Malcolm on Ravelry, Jen Emerson, and Helen Stewart. So all of my favorite designers who I went to and said, we're having this retreat. I feel weird asking, but do you <laughs> mind supporting us? We're like, heck yeah, we're going to support the, the retreat. So thank you all so very much. Like seriously, from the bottom of our hearts, everybody was so happy with their prices and their goodie bags and everything. Yes. So thank you very, very much. And now moving on from the retreat to normal knitting (laughs) chatter. We wanted to do a little bit of stash chat. We have, you know, as you know, ongoing our Love Your Stash that Robbie started that has been so much fun. And well, by the time you hear this, it'll be too late to post your Q2 goals that we have the October 30th date to Mm -hmm. enter your goals. As of this morning, we had 133 people who had posted goals. So we've got a lot of people who are playing along. It's fantastic. And Charlene and I, Charlene was, you know, saying, well, what do you stash? And that got us on this whole tangent of what are we Trying to decide what makes something stash worthy. And for me, a couple things. Yarn for a specific project. Well, can we just say yarn? Well, of course, <laughs> yarn. What makes you happy? Yarn. Yarn, Sorry, needles, patterns. <laughs> so what makes some yarn more stash-worthy than others? <laughs> Specific project, if I have a pattern in mind that I must knit. You know how sometimes there are those patterns. Yeah. You see it and you get that fire lit and you must knit it right away. So you go out and you find a certain yarn and you're just going to buy it. No matter what, because the fire is lit. You're going to make that project. (laughs) You must have the yarn. So that makes something stash worthy. (laughs) And usually if that happens, both Gail and I are pretty good. We'll start it right away when when we have that fire lit about a project. Another thing I like to stash is new yarns that I want to try for some reason. A good example would be the Toluca Knits Colorado Cotton Yarn. I had been... Coronado. I had been wanting to try and find a cotton yarn that I could use for summer type lighter garments. So when I saw that at Stitches, I knew the fingering weight cotton was something that I had to give a try. So I went ahead and I bought that. Another thing I like to stash is something that catches my eye maybe for color. A good example of that would be the speckled Western Sky Knits yarn that I saw this year at Stitches. I don't have a plan for that yarn, but I knew I had to have it because of the color and the speckling. (laughs) And then I think the last category for me is just really open. It's just that unknown it quality that some yarn 
mysteriously has. It could be something about the fiber content that grabs you. It could be the need for souvenir yarn. It could <laughs> need. be, yeah, you, you know, sometimes you're just at a yarn shop and something hits you. It's got that it quality. It's an unknown, but sometimes undefinable. it's undeniable. It's undefinable, but undeniable. You all that know it what happens. it is. Yes. You've all had it happen, I'm sure. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So for me, those are the major stash-worthy attributes. Now, when I thought about this, I thought, what do I stash? So, because I think my stashing has evolved. Mm -hmm. So when I first started stashing, it was pretty. If it's pretty, I want it. <laughs> you know, and if it's soft, soft was a big thing. It had to, you know, you'd reach out and you'd touch it. Oh, it's so soft. I want that yarn. It's pretty and it's soft. Mm. And I've learned enough over the years that I don't just instantly go for pretty and soft. Yeah, I'm still a sucker for pretty, obviously. But <laughs> but not all yarn has to be soft. Because exactly. yarn every yarn has a use. Yep. And I've I'm very glad, thank you, Maggie, that I learned to branch out into different constructions because I don't I think that I'm still knitting primarily with wool. Well, obviously, but mostly merino still. Well, no, Columbia, because my Erin is Columbia. So different breeds. I'm glad that I started to experiment with different breeds and different construction in terms of woolen versus, versus worsted spun and then mule spun, which I think is one that I tend towards. It's kind of the hybridish spin technique, construction technique. And I was falling out of love with knitting sweaters in anything other than fingering weight because of the literal weight of the sweater on my body and how it would pull it out of shape. And I know now part of that was the construction of the sweaters and part of it was just the weight of the yarn. Like if you hold a skein of Madeline Tosh Vintage and a skein of Aran, one is significantly lighter and loftier than the other. So now my stash really does focus a lot more around different breeds. Like Charlene said, you know, a yarn you buy because you want to try it. I will actually go search those yarns out now where I never did before. So that's an evolution in what I stash. And I'm still hung up on the pretty because there were some beautiful yarns that I would have loved to try at Stitches that were cool, new to me blends, but I didn't like the brown natural color. Mm -hmm. And we all know how I feel about brown in general, so I'm probably not going to buy those yarns. But the dyed versions of those, I just love to stash those because I love the lightness of a sweater in them. But then I have all of my other stash beauties that are definitely, you know, like the accessory or the bright pop of color or that's the pretty category. So I guess it all boils down to pretty and now just cool fibers and what can I knit in something that's going to be better to better for me personally to wear and actually get more wear out of. Mm -hmm. So those are probably my two biggest attributes now. Any changes in your color trends that you've noticed? <laughs> Look at all this remnant yarn in my blanket that's all about the same. <laughs> and I'm wearing pink and probably not a whole lot of change. I think that... I've, I feel like you have been trying more different colors lately. It's true. I did buy the yellow and here's a funny story. So I was telling a couple people at the retreat that my garment mojo is at a 
huge low right now. I'm just not really interested in knitting garments. And I think I figured out why. <laughs> this is a glimpse into my personality. So we go to Stitches. I really want to buy yellow yarn and I really want to knit Hohe's Ecuador. It's mm -hmm. been an obsession since I went to Portland and I tried it on and I loved it and I'm super excited about it. And then I felt like, well, maybe I'm knitting all the Hohe and maybe I should branch out and try some other things other too. Designers, yeah. Right. And, you know, maybe it would, I would grow as a knitter if I, you know, experimented with some other stuff. Well, I think in the back of my head, I just really want to knit the Ecuador. And that, <laughs> that's why I'm not knitting so many garments right now, because I think I'm mentally stuck on that, even though it's not something I've consciously thought about. Mm. But mm. I have a feeling that that's lurking back there. Yeah. So don't be surprised if that's on the needle <laughs> soon. And that's would be a different color because I've never knit with yellow. So but in general, I don't think my colors have changed significantly. I still have a lot of gray. What about you? Have your colors changed? I'm just stashing a lot more neutrals lately. I've spent a couple of years knitting a lot of purples, brights, pinks, and my wardrobe needs a neutrals update. So I've been stashing lots of grays. I've got some natural colored yarn. Ooh. I even have a dark couple of not almost black grays in there, which not the not the most fun garment to knit, but Unless it you're does one of those awesome aunt lights. Well, it does have a lot of tonality to it, so it's not it's not flat. Black. It's not flat black. Yeah. That's what I'm trying to say. It's it's a tonal yarn, but just more neutrals in the last. Since in the this year, I would say since stitches perhaps, and even my the rainwater yarn that I'm using for Woodfords is not well not necessarily a neutral. It's more it's leaning towards a neutral because it's got a lot of gray in it. Mm -hmm. Well, someone in our group, I don't remember who it was. They were starting to knit something, and they said that because it's gray, it's more. They didn't call it a slog but they said that it's something they really want to have in their wardrobe. Mm -hmm. So they were going to basically just deal with it and knit it because they really <laughs> wanted this gray garment in their wardrobe, but knitting with it wasn't as exciting. Oh, so. see, I don't have that feeling. I love grays. I've always loved grays. One of my favorite colors, I guess I'll say, is a stormy sky when you see the clouds oh, rolling yeah. in and it's all the different colors of gray. Sometimes there's a little lavender in there and a little blue. That's one of my favorite 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 color palettes that's that's okay, what i'm trying that, to say yeah so i don't find gray boring <laughs> well I've, obviously i don't either because it is my neutral it's the the one color if you know the only neutral that i have anywhere in my stash mm. i would say i have that one sweater quantity of natural thin mm -hmm. but and i you know one of the swear, sweaters i wear the most is my valerie that is mm -hmm. that cascade 220 tweed yeah i wear that all the time because it will go with anything <laughs> and because it's just so comfortable cozy and warm yeah. and oh my goodness it was so funny i was wearing it last week and mike said i really like those buttons they are plastic black toggles mm -hmm. and they are the most boring black <laughs> plastic toggles you've ever seen and i said really and he said yeah i really like those like, well, oh, what funny. about them <laughs> <laughs> okay How whatever about this sweater that i spent <laughs> 
so much more on the buttons, you know? These buttons that were like as much as a skein of the yarn. And then you like these that were probably like 39 cents a piece. Go figure. That was oh, kind of wow. funny. Oh, Boo's back. Oh, the door is cracked open just like a half of an inch. And he really wants to come in. Aw. Very cute. Here he comes Hello. again. He just likes making guest appearances he on the podcast. He just likes to have me get up and go over and <laughs> verify that, he yes, exists. you're valuable. Please come in. <laughs> I know that feeling. So, yeah, okay. we'd be interested to hear what makes yarn stash worthy in your yeah, opinion, looks... especially because everybody who's participating in the Love Your Stash with all the curating of stash that's been going on, mm -hmm. what makes the cut? Right. What is it that sparks joy that makes you keep it? Let's yeah, let's talk about that. And I I used this phrase at the retreat, I think. I just want to change the culture of stash. You did. Yeah, we you don't want you to feel guilt over your stash. Yeah. So we're going to change the culture of stash. So what makes something stash worthy to you? What makes what makes you happy? That makes you want to stash a yarn. Yeah. All right. Is that it? I think that's it. Oh my goodness. So Boo enters the picture, and we're done. Just like the <laughs> same thing as last episode, yeah, I, think. I think so. So thank you so much for listening. We hope you have a great two weeks until the next episode, and happy knitting. Happy knitting. Bye. Bye-bye. You can find our podcast on iTunes at Yarniacs Podcast. Visit our blog with show notes at yarniacs.com. We have a friendly and engaging Yarniacs Podcast Ravelry group, my Ravelry name, is Knitter Ninja Shar. Gales is Gaily Whaley. You can follow us on Twitter at Yarniacs or on Instagram at Yarniac and at Gaily Whaley.